Welcome to the DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and join with me today, I have the honor, nay, the pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, to bring aboard uh, this lovely lady who is an amazing actress. Her name is Rebecca Kennedy, and we are going to be talking about uh, a lot of the things that she's done in her career, as well as talk about... uh, uh, Rebecca, let me, let me. I'm just going to go ahead and bring you on because I'm, I'm curious about this. Do you consider yourself? Because it's this is a question that is a die in my head. Is do you consider yourself a screen queen? Well, first you, off, thanks for having me. I really yes, sorry. It. No, you're <laughs> Welcome good, you're to the good. show. I'm excited to be here. I just don't want to seem like they're like, wow, that girl just got. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's great uh-huh. to be here. Um, I guess. I mean, I, I've done quite a few horror films now. I, I, I'm not the traditional screen queen, I guess. in the fact of like, I haven't done like the, the, I mean, I've done a slasher a bastard was a slasher, but I haven't done like what you think of if you're like a victim in like Friday the 13th or, you know, it's like one of those. Um, so I guess I am. Are you more of a connoisseur? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, 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 you know, how do you qualify to be I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like I was on a horror panel at Comic-Con like this last this year. And I feel like they talked about this. They talked about the Scream Queen title and how it can sometimes like reduce actors, women, you know, to like the what is the cliche of a Scream Queen. And that's, you know, the the running in the woods away from the person, you know, the bad guy. And that is very true. Skimpy clothes. And like, that's it and it's so much more than that so i mean i will gladly take the title because it's um you know there's so there's so many great women in horror over the years but um i you know i thought that was an interesting take on it that it is so much more than that now i you know the more i think about that i i i get that and i apologize for that like that oh, is no um, oh no it is not it is not insult at all i will definitely gladly take the title it was just you, you definitely an interesting are, thing to think about it is that i never thought about that before because yes when you think friday the 13th you think uh any of the oh my god i can't believe nightmare on elm street um yeah. like any of those things they are yeah that's that that's the kind of the thing you get whereas where my mind goes is I think, oh my God, why can't I think of the title of this movie right now? You might be able to help me out with this since you're a little bit of a, uh, it was an all-female cast. They went exploring a cave and there were was a creature's- The Descent? The Descent, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, like those, that's an awesome movie. That yeah. is like an absolutely terrifying uh, movie. Uh, but we are not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about you. We're here to talk about your career because if you I was have not done in the descent, but that would be cool. <laughs> I'd be terrified just because of all the cave scenes. That would be, oh my God, claustrophobia hardcore. But yeah, that's the funny thing is when you get a script, you're like, oh, this is gonna be so fun. And then you're like, oh wait, I have to actually film it. You know, it's like, you know, it's like yeah, it's a whole different thing when you're like, okay, now I'm in a tank or now I'm in a, you know, like a cave they built. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so you have a very flavorful career. You definitely lean towards the horror side of film industry. And I think that's absolutely fun and amazing because you aren't always the, and I, and I say this very loosely with air quotes, the victim, you right. are the villain. And <laughs> so you have taken on multiple roles. Um, 
you were in Law and Order. You did were in Season of the Witch with Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. You have done Two Witches, which we're going to talk about. And you you have dabbled and you love so much about the horror industry. But before we get into that, I think we should look at the the young Rebecca. How did you get into acting? I'm curious because people always yeah. have fun stories with these. Yeah, the young Rebecca. If she knew, if she only knew. <laughs> um, it, yeah. So yeah, I, I started at a young age. I was very interested in acting uh, when I was about four. You know, my mom took me to see my first play and I... Mm -hmm remember I don't remember the play but I remember looking at her saying like I want to do that and she kind of put it off because I was four but finally when I was 12 I didn't make the cheerleading squad at school and I was like devastated and so she was like okay let's let's find something else for you to do because all my friends were doing that and I was like no I don't have anything and so she found like a local children's group that you know, it was basically like, I don't know, seven to 18 year olds and anybody that wanted to be in it could be in it. So, but mm -hmm. you auditioned for the, the different parts, but they didn't, they took anyone, you know, cause it was mm -hmm. just, it was for experience it was to figure out like, do I like this? Mm -hmm. And they were already rehearsing. And so um, they let me, they just kind of put me in different numbers in the ensemble. And I fell in love. Like that was it. My mom said she came to pick me up the first day and was kind of hiding in the back and she saw my face and she's like, oh, this is it. And it was, it was it. I had never have looked back or pretty much stopped since, um, you know, obviously now I'm doing film and TV where I started in theater, but um, that, yeah, that was pretty much, pretty much it. Like I just, for whatever reason um, at the time fell in love with it, um, just couldn't imagine doing anything else. And so thankfully that's what I'm still doing. Um, as far as like getting into horror, I, I started at a young age as well. I saw the It miniseries when I was 11. That was my first introduction into horror. Oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> it, it didn't traumatize you at all? You're like, nope, this is what I want to do with my no, life? No, I, I, I was at my good friend, she's still a good friend of mine's birthday party when she, mm -hmm. you know, she was turning 11 and, or 12, something like that. And I, we, you know, we went to Blockbuster because, you know, that was back in the day when you had the Blockbuster. <laughs> and, uh, we, I convinced them to let us rent it. And of course I scarred all of my friends for life. But for me, I was like, I was hooked. And the next day I asked my mom, I was like, can we go to Blockbuster? And I want to rent a movie. And she's like, okay. And she said that she knew that I wanted something specific because I was like looking for a specific movie. And I convinced, like I asked them, can we rent it again? Because I felt like I didn't quite get to really watch it because the girls were too busy, like, you know, screaming and, and all the things that, you know, girls do. So, um, I watched it again and that was kind of it. And I've never, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive person in the fact that like I get emotional easily. Um, I cry at commercials. Um, if it's, if it's a sad movie or depressing TV show, like I will, I've sobbed, but I'm not um, super sensitive in the fact that I don't get like disturbed by movies. Like I can pretty much watch anything and not have nightmares or um, not be like messed up by it. I don't know. It's okay. it's weird. Even even when I was young, um, it's like my mom. They you know she let my sister watch. I think it was like Carrie. You know when she was young, and that just like really traumatized her. So she was worried about me, but I I was fine. <laughs> first so off, I don't know can what we... about me, but as a person, but well, first before we need to take a moment to appreciate your mom 
and how cool she is for letting you and your sister watch horror movies at such a young age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad is really into horror. That's where I got it. Okay. That, that, that was, I was curious. Yeah. That, so my mom is a really good sport because that's, that's probably not the genre she would pick. But if I want to, if we want to see something as a family, like, and as horror, she'll, she'll go along with it. She, we like, we, we took them to see um, Megan when they were in LA, like visiting so it's like they're they're really good sports to go along with. Uh, she's like a really good sports to go along with it. <laughs> Most families go see Avatar. You guys are going to go see Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's she's not into like she would probably struggle with the that kind of movie more so. Okay. But she'll you know she'll see like the Conjuring's and all all those you know. I'm sorry, Texas Chainsaw disturbs her, but The Conjuring? Oh no, no, I'm the, I'm the. All right, so. Look. Well, because The Conjuring doesn't have like all the blood and guts, oh and God, no. the, you know, the guy in the mask. It's more psychological than like blood and you know, gory. I guess I don't know. I'm curious. Was there any horror movie that has ever like made you go, nope, I'm, I'm tapping out? No. Really. I mean, other than like the ones that you shouldn't, that are, shouldn't have been made. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I figure that. Okay. Yeah. Putting those aside. Let's let, you know. I mean, I think I've seen only to seen like the first human centipede just cause I didn't have a desire to see the other ones. <laughs> I get the, I mean, I like applaud that guy for the concept. It's insane. Um, not, not my cup of tea. Um, you know, I respect that. I but as far as like the, you know, the, the, the movies that we, you know, that everyone, um, generally has seen um but you know i it's funny because um even that i mean the japanese stuff is terrifying it's true yes ringu is way more terrifying than the ring uh, bar, yeah. bar none um but i still i i don't there has not been anything that i um have not watched like have not been able to get through um okay let's broaden the genre a little bit what about sci-fi horror let's take so my i, I consider it horror sci-fi horror definitely uh, yeah, there's subgenres. There's tons yeah. of subgenres. Sci uh, Alien, bar none, was one of the most terrifying movies for me. So badly, I couldn't watch any of the Alien movies, I think, until I was a senior in high school. And I'd seen Alien when I was probably around like eight or nine, and I was absolutely petrified of it. Um, is there? Does that shock you at all? Does, it, does that give you the 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 jumps i mean you... yeah i mean for sure oh for sure like i definitely jump during movies i definitely have like not screamed but i've definitely done the you know like that thing um but i'll keep watching like i have i have not seen anything that i'm like oh i can't finish this um but i, I like to be scared i mean right like that isn't that the whole point of it's, watching it's true it really is it, a scary but... movie is if you're not if you're not scared then it feels like lame at the end i Unless Absolutely. it's just like really well done and it's like, you know, like, um, you know, like Megan was PG-13. I wouldn't consider it super scary on the like jump scare. Like, I think there was like one, one or something that got me, but, but it was well done. Mm. You know, it's so, like the acting was really good. The story is really good. So if like those things are good, I don't, I less, um, I'm more forgiving on the like, oh, it didn't like make me jump. Then if it's like, doesn't make you jump and it's not well written or well acted, then it mm. feels kind of like you got nothing out of it at the end. <laughs> so because you do the horror genre and that is your, your your thing that you're really passionate about and you know you live in LA and you've worked in the the industry for uh, you know a little since you were 12 I believe was 
Yeah, theater. But theater. I mean, okay, yes. Starts okay. Like 2010, but yeah. Okay. Um, you know how the sausage is made. So does it? It still holds that value for you. It still holds that you're able to immerse yourself. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I really try to disconnect when I'm watching as far watching something as far as like, oh, I wonder how they did that. Or, um, I mean, there, there are times like I'll watch something and like, especially if it's like a, um, you know, like, oh, they're cutting some, like cutting a head off or cutting, you know, like limbs off or, <laughs> or some crazy thing where I'm like, oh, that was really well done. Like I'll hear in my head, like, oh, that I bought that, you know, like that was really well done. Uh, but I try to disconnect from like too much of like, big, oh, I wonder how they, cause then it kind of ruins the the experience you know and sometimes I don't know how they did things and like I'll I'll like look to see behind the scenes because I'm like oh I wonder how they did that or sometimes it's fun to see like as an actor like what what you would go through you know what you would have to go through if you're playing that part mm. um, especially like old you know older movies um, that still hold up really well it's it's fun to go back and, and watch those now that I've seen them and kind of look at it through a different lens but if it's like for the first time I'm watching it and I try to disconnect so I'm not like ruining the experience because I know like even if I'm not trying to break it down um I'm probably I because I know how it's how it's done I'm like less scared than your average moviegoer okay. that doesn't know anything okay. about movies or how they're made um you know they're like this the whole time you know covering their faces and, <laughs> and like for me it has to be like to really get me it has to be a true jump scare like something I didn't see coming I respect um, that for sure. About, I, mean, I love Halloween the... Horror Nights and that's like one of the reasons is because <gasps> I want to get scared. Like I want to get <laughs> out of me. You need that adrenaline rush. Now, what about video games? Do you, are you much of a gamer? Do you have, like... I do play some. I do okay. play some. I'm not I'm not great at them and sadly, like I'm terrible at shooter games. Okay. Uh, I'm like shooting at the ceiling or like off. Like I think I'm shooting at something and I'm like off doing something. Like I'm just not coordinated in that sense. Maybe just because I haven't played enough. Um, I'm I'm into this game called Brother. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's no. Um, it's it's I love it because so you so it's literally about two brothers uh -huh. who their mom dies and they go on a journey to find their dad and you control both of them. You control both uh -huh. the brothers, which is like really complicated, but um, it's really fun. And they, they talk in another, like the language is made up. So you don't quite know what they're saying, but you mm. figure it out because of emotion and all that. And uh, like the first time I was playing it, I was like, I don't know if you can die in this game. And then I got trampled by like a bunch of sheep. And so I was like, oh, I guess you can. It's <laughs> a um, way to go out. But it's really, it's really beautifully done. It's really fun. Uh, Little Nightmares is one that I that I like that's kind of hard, um, but it's fun. I don't know if you know that game. I do know that one. No, th my whole reason was asking for games long bit ago. Was there's a game that I feel like would be right up your alley, and it's called Dead Space. Okay, and it is an absolutely terrifying jump scare game, horror sci-fi game. They actually just remade it which is why it was on the top of my head going back to your actual career and everything uh when For anyone that's, and if anyone listening is wanting wants to give me some game suggestions yes 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 we'll, we'll definitely but I will sure check we... that out I will check that out when you got into acting and and you started and you actually got in to do your actual first uh horror film uh how did your family take that I, I'm curious start with your father then the rest of your family <laughs> 
yeah you know people ask me like how I got into the genre and it's it wasn't on purpose like it wasn't something I was seeking out it was just one of those things where you know early in your career you sign with an agent Mm -hmm. and they just send you auditions for everything that they can because they don't know exactly where you're going to fit in or what you're going to be good at and especially when you're young and so you kind of just audition for anything and everything and house hunting was one of my first projects I booked that was bigger and that um is a psychological thriller and I went to Virginia for a month to film and I think they were so happy for me they were so happy um because they knew that I was really wanting to get in into it into film and tv and and that was a great opportunity um and the script was really great and the character was really fun and it was something different it wasn't um something that I had seen a bunch or anything like that and so I was terrified um before I went for sure, because I was nervous of like, am I going to be able to do this? Am I, you know, I hadn't filmed something like this. I had only done like short films and student films prior. And those are usually like a day or two of a shoot, but to go for, you know, full month and a half um, was kind of, you know, it was kind of scary to go to another place. And I'm like, am I going to be good? Like, am I going to know what I'm doing? But, you know, thankfully everybody was super welcoming and I felt really right at home and had no, no issues. And everybody was just so kind and generous, but yeah, everybody I think was really thrilled. Um, you know, my, thankfully my family, because they watch, watch it, they're not opposed to it. They're not like, Mm. Oh, you shouldn't get in, do that or, or anything like that. Um, and they've seen, they've seen all my movies and all my shows and they're so supportive and, um, yeah, they, I think they like look forward. I don't tell them a lot about it, about a project. Like I'll kind of, (laughs) tell like my character a bit and and kind of what it's about but I keep things a secret so that mm. um that it's fun for them and a surprise like they didn't know a lot about two witches when they watched it you know other than I was playing a witch so that was really fun to see <laughs> <laughs> they're like I, I'm playing a villain this one and they're like oh fun you get to be the one yeah and I say <laughs> with my husband like I don't really tell him a lot either and so that he's like you know doesn't know much going in about about it until he sees it so now did you guys meet at a horror movie or something horror related I'm, I'm just curious like that would be lovely but no <laughs> no I met him through a friend through a mutual okay. friend at star at a Starbucks um we were friends first for for a while and then we started dating thankfully he does like horror as well not as much as me he is very picky he doesn't want to watch if it looks stupid whereas I'll watch anything even if it looks stupid uh, but if it looks good, he will definitely. He's more refined flavor, whereas you're like, you know what? I'm here for the buffet. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know this is gonna be dumb, but like, <laughs> gonna put it on anyway. It's, I was just hoping, like, you're like, yeah, I was holding the hatchet. He had some latex intestines. It was destiny to be. You yeah, know. He's not an actor or in the business, but but that would be a, a cool story. <laughs> just <laughs> um, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so. You did play in Law and Order SVU, uh, uh-huh. and you played uh, Esther Labatt, and you played the, the episode was called The Book of Esther. This was the, Law and Order SVU in general is a very sensitive and touchy. It, it is a tough area, especially yeah. as an actor, even from the viewer's point of view. It is a sensitive area. It's very tough subject to talk about, you know. What made you want to take on a role like this? Yeah, it's great. You know, uh, that was actually my first audition for SVU. And so when I got this, you know, because as actors, we audition for every, you know, tons. And so when I got the script and the sides, 
I was so excited. I don't know why I was just like, oh, this seems like such a interesting character. Like what a, I don't know, privilege. I, I don't even know the right word to, because I know, you know, we weren't telling the exact story, but it was obviously loosely based on the Turpin family that was here in California mm. that kept their 13 kids, you know, um, hostage in their own home and were very neglectful. And they, the parents went away to prison and I knew it was, you know, loosely based on that. And so of course I'm aware of that. And so I am very, also very sensitive to not only that family, but to victims and in, in general who are going to watch the episode and relate to it in some way you know, that have been assaulted in some way by a family member or their own or their brother or, or a dad or, or anyone that's been, you know, um, dealing with anything like that trauma in general. And so I, I don't, you know, when I got the audition, I was so excited because I was like, oh, SVU, like, you know, I love that show. I want to be on it. But then I was, uh, part of me was also like terrified because I also knew that this was a really, like you said, sensitive, touchy subject. And I didn't want to do I wanted to do it justice I didn't want hmm. to get her wrong I didn't want people to watch and think like oh that's victims never do that like what a horrible portrayal of it or insensitive portrayal for me for that I just um you know did my work as an actor that I do I put myself on tape and then I sent it off you know sent it off to New York because I you know I'm in LA and so um and then four days later, I found out I booked it. And I was like on, on a plane like two days later. So it, you know, it wasn't like a role I sought out or hmm. thought like, you know, I want to play this. It was more like it came to me. And then I was like, I want to play this. Partly because it was really exciting to me to be able to explore a character like her who was just so nuanced and multifaceted and loved her family so much and was so willing to risk and willing to sacrifice um, herself to help her siblings was just really um, inspiring to me and like just thought like wow what a what an amazing you know even though it's a fake character what an mm -hmm. amazing woman to be able to play um, and then when I booked it I was just like so thrilled because I was like, now I get, now it's like you book it and you're so happy. And then, and then you're like, oh, now I have to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> then all the thoughts of like, oh my God, I hope I do this justice um, come in, of course. But I, it was such a privilege to be able to play her and to work with um, actors on that show who were so amazing, you know, Kelly Giddish, Mariska Hardigay, like amazing. I can't get much better than that. Ice-T, like they were all so lovely to me. Let me ask you this. Did you have to do any additional research to portray this character in any such sense or was there any advice given to you to prepare yourself for this kind of situation yeah so no advice but and you know as an actor it's really up to you what you want to bring and what you want to research mm -hmm. like how much you want to do I did look up you know the family the original family even though we were not telling their story mm -hmm. it was still loosely based on them and they're referenced in the episode so I wanted to know more about them mm -hmm. and also that just influences you as an actor and your choices like the girl that escaped that I you know was you know also as my character also escaped you know had a had a fourth grade education and I'm you know she was an adult so or like almost you know 17 or something knowing things like that are just allow you to make choices that are different than, you know, how you would handle it, you know, because 
in the show, my, you know, my character, it comes to reveal that my character's 27, even though they think that she's a minor because she's so like malnourished and, and small that they assume that she's a kid. And then when the dad shows up, he's like, no, she's 27. And so, you know, knowing that, knowing, okay, making a choice, like I'm going to say that she hasn't been educated, that she doesn't know the world. You're going to react differently to situations than I would as a I'm not going to say how old I am, but, you know, adult <laughs> woman who has not been in that situation, who had a loving, amazing family, um, who had an education, um, who was privileged to go to college, um, you're going to, you're just going to react differently. And so that, that kind of research informs your decisions and informs the choices that you make and informs how you're going to play a character or approach a character or react off different off, react off people you know mm. for me it's like um I you know wouldn't as an adult woman like lock myself in a bathroom if I was in trouble mm. um and then you know if people came to help me like I would want help but you know Esther didn't trust people she didn't didn't know if they were going to help her or not so you know the scene where Kelly like uses the you know the M&Ms to to kind of lure her out and thinking about, you know, a woman, a young woman who hasn't eaten in days probably um, would react very differently than, you know, me who probably just ate. So all those things, all that to say, I, I research because all of those things inform you. And then when you're on set, you know, you kind of let it all go and you see what happens, but all of that stuff helps because you can't, you can't only think about what I would do because as Rebecca, I would react very differently than Esther would. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff helps um, and, you know, figure out how I'm going to approach her. And, and you did an amazing job. Oh, truly good. did. No, you did an amazing job with that. And I, I know that is, it, it, when, when approaching anything to do with law and order SVU, it is a very touchy, sensitive, it, it's, it's very delicate is what I should be saying. Yeah. It's a very delicate area to touch and the, the fact that you're able to do these things and able to uh, present it in a way that is both entertaining and educating. I commend you on it. You, you did Thank a phenomenal you. job. So <laughs> let's go from that. <laughs> it, it's, it's such an area, but it's a, it's an area I wanted to talk about very no, much. I, so. No, I'm glad you did. Cause it's, it's such a popular show for a reason, you know, yes. because people, people connect to the characters, people connect to the situations um, stories are told that are not ordinarily told other places and people get to see themselves in these stories and they're so important to mm. be told. And that was, you know, one of the reasons I'm so happy to be part of the show. It's it, like I said, you didn't, uh, chef's kiss. You did an amazing job. Uh, so let's backtrack to a little bit of a happier, like happier <laughs> thing. Um, let's talk about your theater. Uh, you, you were, you started in theater. Um, and Going from theater to film, like it, how much of a transition was it for you as an actor? You know, there wasn't too much. Um, okay. As as my, I love my acting. My acting coach, um, he basically says, you know, it's like theater. Obviously, you're you're performing to the back of the room, right? You know, um, if you if you have a thought in film or TV, the camera will catch it. But obviously, on stage, you you can't like you if you just did that then the people that are in the back are like I don't know what she's doing up there so obviously everything is is much more theatrical but for me it's like then I just he you know he's like you just think about a laser 
that it's mm. instead of like, you know, the the thoughts and everything you're doing going coming out as like a, you know, cone around everybody. Um, instead, you're thinking about, okay, like, I'm just going to put this, this thing into that into the person, like right into you um, instead. And so that really, that really helped me kind of think about how um, I was going to approach things and, and trusting. Like I, um, when I booked Criminal Minds, that was my first big TV role. And the first day it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of complicated things. Uh, we were doing a lot of long shots. And so I had to, um, you know, I was playing a young woman who was escaping out of a basement that had been held for three, for 10 years with two other girls. And so I was finally going to get, hopefully get free and go in and get help for this, for one of our girls that was sick. And so I had to like, um, you know, climb up on, on, onto, onto boxes, onto the little ledge and, you know, saw, I was sawing out of the window and then I had to get back down and like do dialogue with her and then, you know, go back up. And then I had another girl come, come in and she was like freaking out that I was trying to leave. And then we had a fight and I had to go back up and it was a lot of long takes. So there wasn't a lot of, um, breaking it up. And so I had to have, you know, you know, you have to have the energy. And so I think with the adrenaline going, I was working too hard. I was mm. working too hard to to make sure that all of the things that I was feeling were were coming across instead of just trusting that they were. And um, the director pulled me aside and and she was like, "You're doing great work." She's like, "Just trust that it's all in the eyes. You have it. It's all there." So then that kind of just like took the weight off, <laughs> the weight off my shoulders, and then I could just like be in the scene and react and trust that. Um, whatever was happening was happening and that the mm. audience could see. And then I've taken that, you know, um, and thought about that ever since. And so I, you know, Bethany Rooney was our director and she was amazing um, in that and giving me that little nugget um, because sometimes as actors, we do, we're like, we've done all this work. We want people to see it. Like you want the audience to know that you've done the work. And then it's like, we see you doing the work. So just, you know, it's a good reminder of like, just trusting that you've done it and that, um, whatever you're thinking will come will come across. Now you you did bring up a good point, and I can't believe I didn't think about this earlier. But doing everything that you do in theater, because yes, it is a lot more physical of like presenting the image of what you're expressing. Um, where now you're doing horror films, and you're doing a lot of, I don't not you specifically, but in general running. Uh, do you have to keep an, a, a a very peak physical shape for this kind of genre i mean that's no. i mean i'm i'm not a runner i hate running um i will only run if someone is chasing me <laughs> um that is not the form of exercise that i choose okay um, and i have done several horror films now that required running and i still don't practice before <laughs> i get there even though i should um i bike instead like i have a stationary okay. bike that i recently got because i um it was like, I'm, why do I need a gym membership? Anyway, it's a whole thing. But um, <laughs> I was like, I can just do it in my house. Um, but so I don't, I don't practice. I should, I should practice um, because I am inevitably huffing and puffing, even if, even if I'm in shape, just because running is a whole different thing. Mm. Um, so I should, I should, I should <laughs> more. But also, you know, a lot of times I play characters that like ordinarily wouldn't be in the situation. So they, so that all of a sudden you're this peak runner would also be weird. 
So you're a method actor is what you're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't be good at running. Why am I good at running? Um, Um, Yeah. So, so, I mean, it helps me and it helps, it helps for it to be healthy no matter what shape you're in. Um, But uh, yeah. I like to tell people I am I am in shape. Round is a shape, so it I'm is, in shape. You know, and I believe that you know everyone is beautiful at any size. So absolutely, as long as you're healthy. Absolutely. Um, so let let's go into uh, two witches, which is um, one of my favorite descriptions. Because before I went and watched it, and I did, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, you're terrifying. Um, one of my favorite uh, reviews of it was it was called it, it, this is a film where rosemary's baby meets drag me to hell i don't yeah. know if you read that to review uh-huh. yeah. uh, i love that because i was like yeah that's a pretty on point accurate description of this yeah um so i wanted to i was going to describe this movie and talk about it and kind of get you into it i just honestly i feel like i can't do it justice the way that i feel that you could uh, please. But you ask me what it's about, and I'm like, <laughs> without giving anything away. <laughs> yes, that's my problem. I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, there, you have this situation happen, and then you get into this plot point. But before you get into this section, you have to go to this. It's almost a conspiracy theory, like string theory setup of a movie. You have spots all over. Um, but I want the listeners to go check it out. And again, I feel like I can't do it justice. So, Rebecca, I, will I, I hand you the mantle. <laughs> I will attempt to do it justice. Um, yeah, so Two Witches is, is uh, basically sh- uh, you know split up into two chapters with an epilogue. There's chapter one, that's the, the boogeywoman, and there's chapter two, Masha, which is the character I play. And it's basically about a young woman, uh, Masha, who inherits her grandmother's powers um, when she dies. That's to put it simply. Um, yeah. You know, more a little more complicated than that in the movie, but um, that's to put it simply as far as the plot goes. So then the first first chapter is is based on her and that she, you know, picks out this couple in a restaurant and the woman is pregnant and thinks um, that this woman has, you know, this witch has cursed her and basically starts to lose her mind. And then in the second chapter, I eventually do gain the powers when the grandmother dies and then I go buck wild with them <laughs> um, to the nth degree. And uh, yeah gonna try and try i try the powers out for sure uh so let's talk about that because there's a lot to this movie and there's a lot to your character and i'm going to do my best not to spoil anything it really really am it's 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 hard because there's so many questions i wanted to ask you and i may have to ask some of them off the air (laughs) (laughs) but like how okay how did you get into being a villain? Like, what made you say, yeah, uh, I want to be the bad guy? <laughs> did, did... I mean, I love playing the bad guy. I love, it's, I hadn't gotten a lot of chances. Um, Station 19, I played a, a drug addict who robbed, robbed an ambulance. And so she was a little bit more bad, but I, but she still wasn't a villain. Like she wasn't a bad person. She was no, you're, 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 you're a bad yeah, guy. You're a bad one, person. <laughs> a bad guy for sure. And that's why, like when I read the script, I was like, oh, I haven't, I haven't played a witch before. I haven't been the villain in a horror film. That that would be so fun mm. to to play. And that's the main reasons why I took 
took the film because I was like, for those two reasons alone, this would be fun. And I was like, either I'll be great or I won't be great, but like, we'll see. Um, and thankfully the response to Masha has been overwhelmingly positive because I was nervous because, you know, villains can go either way. Villains can be people that you like, can't wait for them to die. Or you can be like, I, you know, love to hate them. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy that she's been more in the latter category of, of people's reactions to, to her. Um, you know, she's, she goes through things that we all go through, right? Like she's mm -hmm. on, on underneath it all. She is a, a young woman who has lost, who is lonely, who is looking for love, who doesn't feel like she's seen, who, mm -hmm. you know, feels like she can walk into a party and, and no one notices her. And she doesn't, you know, she's jealous, extremely jealous of her, of her roommate and her, the roommate's relationship with her, the, you know, roommate's boyfriend. And she wants all that, you know, the roommate has this loving mom and has a family and just has all the things that Masha doesn't have. And I think we can all relate to that, or most of us can relate to that in some sense of mm -hmm. feeling of those feelings. It's just that Masha takes it to an extreme, <laughs> extreme level that we, you know, shouldn't do. But I, you know, I can relate to that. I can relate to the feelings of, of, of loss, of, of feeling lost, of feeling mm. like you're not good enough. No matter what you do, um, people don't see it. I, I understood that. And so I started there. I started with what I could relate to, which were those things. And then everything else is kind of layered on top um, and, you know, making her as, as grounded as possible within a kind of wacky world um, was a challenge because I didn't want her to come across over the top or be so ridiculous that you're like, this isn't a real person. Um, but also she's thrown into like, you know, this wacky, crazy world as well. And a very specific genre that Pierre, our director was making, you know, so mm -hmm. those were all things that I was like, that would all be so fun. And so those were really the main reasons why I took the character, why I took the role, because I hadn't done it. I hadn't had that kind of challenge. And as an actor, I'm always looking for new things that will challenge me, that will take me out of my comfort zone. And that role really did for sure. Um, there it's, it's funny, it's people ask me like my favorite scene and um, it's the one, you know, at the, at the, near the end when she visits the mom. Oh, you're not the, the bunny. <laughs> yeah. The bunny, not that part of the scene, but that, that scene was like one of my favorites, uh -huh. but it's so interesting because that was the scene that I, as an actor felt the worst about, I got there and like a lot of it wasn't there. Like we, we were filming without the bunny, the bunny, I never worked with the bunny. <laughs> The bunny is safe, ladies and gentlemen. If when you watch them, <laughs> no um, bunnies were hurt. Yeah. So, and a lot of it was just disjointed as it's supposed to be. And I, during filming, I fell apart. I was, oh my God. I felt a mess. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like I was so stressed out, so much so that I afterwards, I went to our director and I was like, we can reshoot this scene. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, it's so bad. And he's like, what are you talking about? But it's a gift. It's such a gift because that's exactly how Masha was feeling. Like all of it, all of the insecurity was, you know, obviously covered by confidence, but she was so out of her league of what she was doing. And so much so that like, 
there's a part of that scene where I'm like looking like I'm I'm tearing up. Mm -hmm. That's Rebecca. Oh, bless your heart. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on here, but oh, you're fine. You're freaking out that I didn't know what I was. I was like, I couldn't remember my lines, and I and I am such a perfectionist. Like I I never mess up my lines. I'm I'm always prepared, and I was like, I couldn't remember my lines. I I just was like, this is falling. This was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it, and you would never know any of that, of That's course. Amazing. And it's such a it's such a gift. Like anything, and it's and I know it. I know it. But it's a great reminder to myself that anything that happens is a gift. It always is because it worked. It worked out. It it's just funny because I'm like watching myself in the scene, you know, like tear up and get, and I'm like, oh wow, that's just me. That's where I know. I'm like, I know that's Rebecca freaking out, but I'm like, it works so perfectly for the character too. So all, you know, it was, it was a challenge in, in, the, in the best way. And, you know, working the faces was something I'd never done before. Mm. I was scared about that. And it's like everything I was, you know, nervous about it. it I just had to kind of jump. And the only way to jump is to jump. So um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask this, you know, I'm just going to deal with it. I wanted to know, well, I wanted to know like after, because this is a horror movie, people die in a horror movie. You're the villain. You know, you're going to kill a few people here and there. Spoiler alert if nobody's ever seen a horror movie. Um, But it's like, after you were filming a scene, did you guys all just like afterwards go like, oh my God, that was so much fun and like high five each other? Or did you guys kind of like, you know, look at each other like, oh, that was, that was intense. Uh, which which scene? Like all of them? Oh, well, <laughs> so, I mean, you do have some, without giving anything away, you have some intense death scenes mm-hmm. uh, in there. But it did you guys have fun with it afterwards? Were you guys oh, laughing yeah. and choking I mean, you and choking? We filming. Um, a lot of it was a happy accident. A lot of things we didn't even know exactly. I mean, because it's a low-budget horror film. Mm-hmm. We didn't even exactly know how we were going to do things. Like um like the teeth yes um you know what I'm talking about um Pierre said they weren't even 100% sure when we got to set like how we were going to do that and obviously it worked and Megan who played the girl in the bathroom sold it so beautifully but it's like sometimes you can have all these plans and they don't work and like whatever happens on set is what's meant to happen and like that's that was that movie like so Mm -hmm. many things um just like he had planned, like just didn't work. And then something else that did, you know, it was like his first instinct on set was like, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. And like, that was the right choice. Um, and you, you have to have fun, right? You have mm-hmm. to have fun. Oh, absolutely. Um, like that, especially like the end, the very end with the guy in the bed. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I'm about? <laughs> yes, I know exactly what uh, you're talking about. That, yeah, that scene was like, so scary for me. And I was like, the only way to do this is just to have fun because she would be having fun. She would be having so much fun with this um, and, to- and toying with like, basically I was a spider and he was my my bug, my prey that I had caught. Um, and that's kind of what I thought about. So, you know, that's that's all the things that you get to do as an actor that are so fun, that are so ridiculous that you'll never get to do ever again, <laughs> probably. Would you ever want to continue this role? As so there is a sequel in the works. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, we are. We are. Oh allowed. my gosh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, All right, I, I didn't, 
want to I wanted to say something without spoiling <laughs> something, but I was like, I'm curious, would you like to reprise your role? Oh as yeah, Masha? I I I would love it. I'm nervous because this is the first time I would ever have gone back to a character once it's mm. done. Um and so I know people are gonna have really high expectations for her. So I'm a little I'm a little nervous in that, but I think it's gonna be so much fun because I know that everything is just gonna be crazier now um than it was. For you. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I you know, it was such a, a blessing um, in disguise. Christina Klebe, who plays um, my roommate in the movie, who's wonderful, she called me. This was, I literally remember November of 2019. And she was like, hey, we're doing this film. The girl that was supposed to play Masha had to drop out. Are you interested? And I was like, send me the script. You know, so she sent me the script. She sent me some clips that they had already filmed. And I was like, I'm in. And I, I got back to LA and literally a few days later we started filming. And at the time, you know, I didn't think a lot of it. I mean, I'm always going to bring a hundred percent. I'm always going to bring a hundred percent to anything I do, but I didn't have a lot of prep time. So mm -hmm. I kind of just had to prep as much as I could and then go with my, with my instincts and my gut. And I'm so thankful for, for her and for Pierre to give me that opportunity and to see where it's gone. I mean, it's, it's done, you know, so much more than I ever even imagined when I first, when I first took it. Um, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't really know. So um, sometimes things come to you just at the right, at the right time. Um, and and, th and this was one of them that I was not expecting. That is awesome. And I'm so excited to that there's a sequel. I cannot wait for the, oh, <laughs> Me that's too. I so had so much fun playing her. So much fun. Um, is that, I mean, what else can you do but have fun when you're playing? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, since we're talking about upcoming things that are coming out, uh, is there anything else in the pipeline that you can talk to us about that's coming out? Yeah, I have a few. I have three films in post um, okay. that are either coming out this year or next year, depending on how their schedules go. But um, I filmed a, a movie last year in Pennsylvania called The Veil. And um, I don't even know what I'm really allowed to say about that one yet. So I'm going to keep, keep it brief, but I play a young Amish woman and it's a, it's a thriller mystery. And it's basically just two of us, two of us actors in most of the movie. So I'm really excited for people to see that one. I think it's going to be really special and different than mm. anything I've done so far. So I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised again by um, something hopefully different. Um, I had an amazing experience filming it. It was another really, really challenging role, but one, one that I'm so thankful for be able to do. And then um, I have another film called The Unseen with uh, Breaking Bad's RJ Mitty. And I filmed that one in, yeah, last summer in Chicago. And that was really fun. I can't say anything about my character, but because <laughs> everything about it is a spoiler. NDAs. We love NDAs. Anytime yeah. I have anybody um, from LA, it's always NDAs. Yeah. But he plays a lawyer who starts experiencing like hallucinations. And I may or may not be someone from, you know, the past. So um can't really give much away because everything about my character is a spoiler so noted but i'm excited for really excited for people to see that one um it should be coming out this year so um that's going to be really fun and then i have a sci-fi movie called the other kind that is about people in a small town that start disappearing and um that's all i can say <laughs> i love the little teasers these are I know. and i play are... a character named birdie um, who is so much fun and is just like kind of uh, just kind of wacky 
wacky and crazy and unique and um yeah i'm excited for people to see that one and then i have some stuff in pre-production that i can't talk about yet but uh, understandable but that's fun i yeah. it, here's the one thing i love because i love talking to people out in la i've, I've had you know the wonderful uh, rochelle henry on i've had conrad robel on and we get to talk and i don't know how you guys do it like, how do you not, you get to keep secrets. Do you, do you have somebody? Oh, yeah, it is hard. Do you just like write in a diary, dear diary? I'm so excited about today. I get to be dot, 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 this. It is, and... it is so, it is so hard, but it is, you have to, because I, you know, I've seen people get fired um, or reprimanded, you know, severely for spoiling and you know, especially, you know, back in the day, they didn't have social media. So there was like no one to tell but your family, <laughs> you know, but um, now it's like, it's, it, it's so easy to get on social media and be like, I'm doing something. Um, so I am obviously very, very careful. Um, and I usually don't post much until I'm actually working because nowadays, like, you know, films, it's just, they fall apart and you're like, oh, I'm, you know, booked whatever. And then you never film it. So um I just, I tend to try to keep things close until, until it's, you know, um, until it's out there so that it's mm. not looking like, you know, I'm, I'm post posting stuff I shouldn't be. Um, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Cause you, you know, you take, I need to start doing better about like making, um, like folders on my phone because <laughs> you have, you take so many pictures when you're doing the project and then you can't post them. And then like a year later, when the movie finally comes out, you're like, I'm like scrolling, trying to find all the photos that I took from like a year ago. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's fun to find when you finally do get to now announce things and people are excited and um, that's always, always really fun. So yeah, it's tough. Awesome. Well, we look forward to those. Um, I do want to wrap up on a wonderful thing that you are, we talked about beforehand uh, that you were doing before the pandemic and obviously the pandemic has happened and affected a lot of different people and yeah. I can only imagine how it's affected you in your career um, but it's you know you were you, you were doing the good deed you were doing you know uh, you were working with uh, Covenant House and uh, Gobi uh, doing uh, actually you know what I'm just going to let you explain because I will slaughter everything here no, to, you're good, to, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, the Covenant House is an amazing organization here in LA that helps um, homeless youth. Hmm. And I mean, I think they have um, adult programs too, but this particular house was for youth um, that are homeless for a variety of reasons. And they help them get back on their feet. They have, you know, a place to live and, um, you know, food and all that. And then they, once they're in there, they help them um, get jobs and look for apartments and be able to start a life um, that isn't, uh, that is theirs. And so they're really an amazing organization, um, that I definitely recommend people checking out if they are in, if interested in that. Um, we, you know, one day we went and, uh, just, uh, put sheets and, and, uh, comforters on beds all day, you know, like while they were gone, we changed out all their, their stuff and they got new. And then we got to meet the, meet a lot of them. And, um, that was really, that was a really special day because it's, it's, something I can't even imagine of being uh, underage. I mean, homelessness is such a problem here anyway, but especially being underage would be just really, really heartbreakingly hard. So um, there's such a courageous um, group of kids out there that are just so inspiring to me to, to keep going. Um, we did a lot of also with um, 
MacArthur Park here in uh, LA, um, you know, is handing out like water and granola bars to the homeless and um, talking with them and just, um, you know, um, hearing about their day and how things are going. And it was really cool to um, see some of them get like some of them were, um, you know, had applied to jobs and then finding out that they got they got the job and um, just being able to talk to people um, has been really uh, special. And like you said, it's been not something we've been able to do since the pandemic. So I'm hoping to be able to get back into um, that kind of thing once once things are, you know, more more able to to do that. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, homelessness here in LA is, is such a problem and I don't have the answers obviously, but um, it's just, you know, being out there and encouraging people has been, um, is hopefully something that a little, a little part that I can do to help. That's, and that's amazing. And it's, you are the villain with a heart of gold <laughs> in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully nothing like Masha, hopefully. Nothing, yes, please. Uh, but I, but you know, I think she is a good person in there somewhere. She just has been down the wrong path. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think this is a great spot to wrap it up. Uh, where can the good people out there in Nerd Nation uh, find you if they want to look up more and follow your your career? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram at Becca K B E K A H K. Um, I picked that name many years ago when Instagram was not even really a thing. Like people were on there, but they weren't using it like now. And so that isn't most So my actual name is gone. Like some of them, someone else has it. So um, that's what I'm stuck with. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, I'm sure when I follow people, they're like, who is this? Like, who is this girl? Um, and then on Twitter at Rebecca Kennedy, R-E-B-K-A-H and then Kennedy, uh, my actual name. So um there's there's that and then i'm on facebook but it facebook's hard because i'm at my max friends and um oh god that makes my heart hurt a little bit there i didn't know you could max friends on facebook yeah you only get five thousand. that sounds so pretentious oh right? my god <laughs> it's um, okay it's totally... people. i mean you can still follow people and uh -huh. like all you know, I have my posts are all, um, like I pretty much make them all public because I don't post anything. I didn't, wouldn't want anyone to know because that's just stupid. So anyone that's like not my friend, but following me can still, can still see. And I, I think I make it where like anyone can comment. So that's so cool. First off, kudos to you. Second, I learned something new today. Uh, that's, that's a fun it's one. Right I let, I just, it's because I mean, many people who are smart only friend people they know, but I, I'm one that if we have a bunch of mutual friends, like I'll accept, um, because I, like, I don't, like I said, I don't post things. I don't want people to know. I, so I get I that. I respect that. It's all good. It's just like, yeah. like huh. that's the only reason I have 5,000. It's, it's not I, like I have 5,000 people I know in life. <laughs> I, I just, I just read now. I'm dating myself a little bit here, but I, the days of MySpace where it says you have one friends or Facebook or MySpace expected you to have one more friend. You know, I was just like, oh, I can't reach. The, or, there's remember a Remember when you had to like pick your top friends? Oh my God. Yes. And if you pick the wrong person, like if somebody was like, I'm not your top 10. Yeah. That like, oh. I'm so glad that no other platform does that now because that was, that just caused so many. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Definitely aging myself over here. I mean, I, I was on it too. That's how my, my husband and I first communicated, like was over. I mean, we had texts, we had our phone numbers, yeah. but it was like, MySpace was like the, 
it's like, I wish I could go back and like, cause I don't even remember my login or anything and look at those messages. Cause I'm probably, they're probably so cringy. <laughs> um, all right. So here's a question. Uh, what was your theme song that was playing in the background of your MySpace page? Oh, I had so many. I think I changed Did it you? a little weekly. Like I, I changed my friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, um, I don't remember. I I want to say I think I had something by Linkin Park or the Rolling Stones as mine because those were like my hardcore bands like Painted Black by the Rolling Stones uh, was definitely my bar none favorite. Uh, I can't even remember the purpose of MySpace. Like, what did we do with it? Like, you couldn't. I don't even I. I'm like, what? What did we actually do other than like message people? Then you had your friends. I mean, I guess, did you post status updates? I don't even remember. I really, honestly, I was in the Navy when I was doing it. So it was more to keep in contact with my family and everything because yeah. I was all over the world and my family lived out in Indiana. So I was oh, great. That's a great all over to... the place. Yeah. It just, it made life easier. And then everybody was like, let's get into Facebook. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I just, Well, you know, and people like, you know, make fun because like Facebook's for old people. <laughs> Like I can't Z. keep up with all of these social medias out there. <laughs> Gen Z apparently doesn't have doesn't have uh, Facebook, but I'm like, listen, I have Facebook because, like, my family, a lot of my friends from like back, you know, in the day, um, they're all my Facebook friends, and so they all want to see what's going on, and so like I'm, you know, I still get like a lot of like you know like interaction on there, so I'm like, I'm not gonna get rid of that because <laughs> it's all good. I get it. I I'm know. I'm right in there. But you know what? This anyway. is a I, <laughs> I was gonna say this is a great place to wrap it up, and it honestly is. So let's go ahead and let's wrap this up. As always, please like and follow us and subscribe to wherever you listen to the podcast. We are on Apple and we are on Spotify, so please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNA Pod. Do people still use Twitter? Or are we out of that now too? Is that I mean, I still do. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, right. Or on our webpage at nerddnapod.com. And if you need some nice background noise, uh, we are on YouTube. So please look us up at Dads with Nerdy Ambitions on YouTube. I'm your host, Steve Q, and I have been joined by the terrifying, the adorable, the heart of gold villain, Rebecca Kennedy. Rebecca, and I should also you. mention, thank you so much for having me. Beth should mention where you can find Two Witches. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How did we not say that? They're going to be like, how, how do we watch this movie? You can watch it on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Apple TV. And you can watch it on iTunes. And if you love it, please give us an awesome rating. If you didn't love it, that's fine, too. <laughs> we still will love you anyway. Yes. You're, you are an amazing person. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you so truly, much for having truly me. This is, so, this is so fun. Thank you. And good night.